Good morning. Uh, I bring greetings from our church in San Jose, Costa Rica. It's a Iglesia Bautista Reformada in la ciudad de San Jose. It means the, the Reformed Baptist Church in the city of San Jose in Costa Rica. Um, it is a new church. Uh, I, I will tell you about it in, in a minute. But uh, to begin my testimony, I, I, will, I would like to read what Galatians uh, 1.15, what the Apostle Paul told to the, church in, the churches in Galatia is, is what had happened to me and I believe to every Christian. Galatians 1.15, it says, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me. So this is what I'm going to tell you about how in a long process the Lord uh, revealed his son to my life. Uh, Costa Rica is a, a Roman Catholic country, which means that the religion of the state is Roman Catholicism. It, it is in our constitution, but thank God we have a, a freedom and we, you can practice any other religion. But my, uh, my mother started attended, attending a Protestant church uh, a little before I was born. And anyway, she decided to, to baptize me in the Roman Catholic Church because uh, not baptizing a boy it, it was very hard and maybe she was not a mature Christian or so, but I was baptized. I never went to that or attended that church, but I was baptized as, as a Roman Catholic uh, when I knew nothing about the world. And, uh, but I always, uh, we always attended uh, what we call evangelical churches from the Pentecostal uh, persuasion. Uh, we were very involved in church we were, yeah, when, when you are a minority, it seems like you are more interested in what you do. And uh, so we were not just attending church, we were very involved in church. And there was a problem that in, in churches, from, and, I, and I think it's the same problem today, that you think that you are a Christian because you attend church, and we attend the church, uh, all, and we were involved, and we were uh, in, involved in many Christian activities, and we thought that, that that is being a Christian, just going to church, get involved in Christian activities. Uh, 
but I was not converted. I didn't know of it. We were looking for the right church, you know, since since in the in the Roman Catholic uh, teaching, you you have the right church, and being in the right church is what what really matters. Uh, even people that attend Protestant churches has the same uh, way of thinking. They are trying to find the right church because if they are in the right church, they will be saved. So we, we went to many churches in my childhood. And uh, sadly, many of them with very wrong teachings and even... Uh, we were caught by a cult. So I suffered, our family suffered a lot being in a, in a, what we call the, the true church. And when you're in a, in, in a cult and when you're in, you're, you're deceived by error, you can believe it with all, with all your heart. And I remember that at night, being 18, I used to pray earnestly, thanking God for being in the only true church. But it was, it was, it was not even a church. We suffered awful things from very authoritarian leadership. Uh, an apostle, he, the way he. <laughs> he spoke all the time is this is what the Holy Spirit says and not even not reading the Bible is the Holy Spirit says the Holy Spirit speaking through someone and if you if you believe that you have you, you, you cannot argue because you're believing that the Holy Spirit is speaking by someone that's the kind of churches we went for many years, and as I said, uh, very involved. But uh, that uh, in that church, our family was destroyed at the point that um, we were not able. Uh, my mother took me out of, of, of that church by law. <laughs> I mean, it was not something that I wanted to do because I believed it was the true church. But my sisters, they were old enough to stay. And so we, we faced uh, a family uh, disintegration. Having my two sisters being married the same day without the possibility to attend to the wedding because if you don't go to the right church anymore, then you belong to Satan and and something like that. So for, for almost 12 years, I was not able to even call my sisters in, uh, caught in that, in that cult. I'm telling you this, and, and there are many horrible, horrible details about the teaching and practice of, of, the, of a church like that. But, what I'm, but I'm sharing this to you because uh, I think that Suffering and having the, those very bad experiences uh, in religion since I since I was a kid um, made me 
a candidate for atheism because when I entered college, uh, I was, uh, I mean, I didn't want to know anything about religion anymore because religion and churches uh, brought so much suffering to my family and my, and my church. And, and, and I knew that I, I be, when I was there, I was believing those wrong teachings with all my heart. And so um, the, the world and sin uh, were attractive to me in those uh, early uh, college years. And I was caught by immorality and every kind of vices. And I experienced very sad uh, consequences. Uh, I'm not going to tell you in detail because it's, it's not nice to, to hear about that. But I'm telling you that the grace of the Lord reached me when I was 35 years is, that's almost 24 years ago. And I was, I was uh, facing very sad, very sad consequences of sin. And the Lord used that, that time in my suffering at that moment to wake me up. And so I started reading the Bible again as I did when I was a boy. Praying again, or at least trying to pray. And then, uh, at that moment, my mother was attending a Baptist church. And then I decided to attend with her. And I didn't know what a Baptist church was, because, as I've said, I was raised in Pentecostal churches and many other kind of churches, but not Baptist churches. Uh, Baptists are a minority among the, the minority of Protestants in, in our country. So um, I started reading, what, what, about, what are those Baptist uh, churches? I, I just wanted to learn about it. And very soon I... I was reading Spurgeon and the historic documents like the Confessions and so on. And the Lord uh, opened my eyes to his grace and the gospel. But then I saw that there was a difference between what I was reading in, 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 in Spurgeon's sermons or in all the literature and the churches that I was attending. There was something different. There was, and then uh, I realized that uh, something happened in between. I mean, something happened, not, and not just among Baptist churches, but in every evangelical church. Something happened. What happened? Well, in, in a particular moment, they went astray from the Bible. And that's it. When you go astray from the written word of God, you're lost again. And then you can't even have the form of a church. 
without being a, a, a real church. And then, uh, uh, well, in that church, by the grace of God, I, I was able to marry at 38 years old, very late. And that's because of the kind of, of life that I used to live before, very immoral. Um, but then, since, since the beginning, I spoke with, with my pastor about what I believed and what I, what I read about the doctrines of grace and so on. And, you know, I was very enthusiastic and, and doing and involved in many things because uh, yeah, maybe it's part of our, uh, the way we are or I don't know what. But, and they, they are interested, in some churches they are interested in people that are like that. They want to be in, involved in activities. It doesn't matter what you believe really, but if you're active there, you will be accepted. So it happened like that. So in that church, I was baptized by the third time. You see, I was baptized as a, uh, as a, as a baby. Then when I was 10, I, the, the church that we were attending, uh, I was baptized there. And the only question that the pastor did to my mom when I asked to be baptized is, um, is, is he uh, behaving okay? Oh, yes, he's a good boy. Okay. But what, why do you want to, to get baptized? Oh, because uh, um, when they take the Lord's Supper, I want to do it again uh, also. And that was my reason, and it was enough for him. So he never preached the gospel to me or asked if I had experienced conversion. Nothing. That was enough. That was my second baptism. So in the cult that, we, that I told you, uh, that we were the, the worst of all, uh, I was baptized again because that pastor said that no other baptism is, is, is valid, just if you are baptized by him. And it should be in a river because if you're baptized in another place, it doesn't count. <laughs> so... In that cult, you had to uh, to make remembrance of every single sin in your life before baptizing. So, and they thought that that was possible, <laughs> and because because when you don't understand the doctrine of sin, you think of sin just as the big sins in your life, and and you don't understand that you sin every day. We are commanded to love the Lord with all our mind, our hearts, our strength, and we have never done that, not even today. But if you don't, you don't understand that, then you think, uh, and you can name those big sins before baptizing. That was my third baptism. Oh, okay. So this time, now, and as an adult and understanding and having experienced the grace of God, I was baptized in that Baptist church. But the problem is, um, in that church, I was, I was there for 10 years. Uh, 
working for reformation, hoping, and trying to make them understand that something happened uh, in history when Baptists went astray from the old paths. And this is the sad thing. It was a, I don't know if you, um, if you have that here because that kind of churches come from, from another place, what is called a landmark Baptist church. So they, th they also think that there is no, uh, your, your baptism is not valid unless it's is, uh, performed in the authority of, a, of their churches. I mean, it's, uh, but they're, they're still Christians. There is still, but um, the, the, the thing is, and I learned many, and, and, and I hope that you can learn from, uh, from what is wrong. <laughs> I mean, if you have bad experiences in your Christian life and, your, and in your life, may those bad experiences teach you something. If you go on uh, walking through this life without learning from bad experiences, you just uh, um, accumulate bad feelings and resentment, and, but you're not learning. And so I was there for 10 years waiting for Reformation. And, but as, as Baptists, that, that, that kind of Baptist, and many others as well, I think, compare themselves to churches that are uh, worse than they are. And that's, that's the reason they don't progress. They, don't, they cannot improve. If you're comparing yourself to, to bad churches, and in our case, in Costa Rica, uh, Baptist churches are not as bad as Pentecostal churches. Because in Pentecostal churches, there you... You will see strange behaviors uh, attributed to the Holy Spirit, and crazy things they do. And so they compare themselves with, with Pentecostals and say, we're not like that. We're a, we're a nice and biblical church. That's what they think. But if, you, uh, if I learn something, it's never compared to someone who is worse than you are. You need to compare to someone who is better than you. And you need, first of all, compare to the Bible. Your doctrine and your practice sh uh, should come from the Bible, not from tradition, because that's what I experienced in, in Baptist churches in Costa Rica. A lot of just tradition and... Uh, okay, uh, after 10 years of being there, working, trying, hoping that, that maybe the church could, uh, could embrace reformation, uh, I realized that it is not possible when leadership is not humble. Because for reformation, you need to be humble. And you need to accept, uh, yes, there are many things that I might be wrong. And I'm going to the Bible to
to look for the right form of Christianity. That's, in, that's the way I define reformation. That you go to the Bible and, and learn what is the right form, the biblical and apostolic form for the church. That is reformation. That is what, what the, uh, the reformers uh, try to do. Go back to the Bible. But you need to be humble for that. Uh, and so their attitude was, no, we don't need reformation because we're Baptists. And that kind of Baptist, they think they, they, they come from an, an interrupted line from churches from the apostles. And it is very similar to the Roman Catholic thinking about the true church. Yes, they are very old, and, but being very old is, is not necessarily the right thing. If you're, if you're not a walking according to the Bible. So, uh, the Lord, in his grace, moved me from that church to, uh, to a church in Heredia, where, um, in, in a place called Los Lagos. A brother from here, his, he was, his name was... Uh, Steve Hanning from North Carolina, who was a missionary in, in Costa Rica for, for about 19 years. He was, he was a Baptist preacher, and he embraced the doctrines of grace uh, being there by Ridden Spurgeon and, and etc. We met at the seminary. There was not, uh, and there is not a, a Reformed seminary in our country, but we could go to the Presbyterian seminary, and there I, I met him. We were friends. And he was trying to, he was working in Reformation in that church for, for several years. Uh, but he was humble enough to work on that. And uh, I'm afraid uh, he wanted me to, to, to join him, but I, I thought that I was going to. Uh, to be more helpful, the place I, I, I was. It was wrong. I was wrong. But then, at the age of 45, he was 45 when he died. He died of cancer, living wife and five children. And then I saw myself working, and, and or, or maybe um, achieving nothing because... Uh, I was in, in that kind of church where there, there was no intention to change. So the Lord moved me, moved me, because we were, this brother and I, we were same age. And so I saw myself, I'm 45, and, and he, he's 45, the Lord called him, and I don't know how much time I have, but I don't want to waste more time. And, and you know, when you are in the church where you, uh, um, when, where you don't agree about what they teach and practice, and if you stay there, uh, being able to go to an, uh, a better church, you sin, because this, uh, you sin against your conscience. 
and then your spiritual life goes down. And that's what happened to me at that time. But when our brother uh, Steve uh, passed away, the Lord moved me to, to this church who was now without a pastor. And I was not a, a, a pastor. I mean, I just, um, I had gone to the seminary, but I, I'm, I'm aware, and I hope you understand this, that academic uh, preparation or education is, is not enough to be a, a minister of the word. The church should uh, uh, confirm your calling. And then in that church, there were four of us wanting to, I mean, who used to preach and teach, and, and we, want, we wanted to, to, to apply Reformation because now we were in a church where, where the Reformed doctrine or the, the biblical doctrine from Reformation was held, but now we wanted to apply that to the church life and family life, and that is the difficult part. Because you want, you can go and preach to a church and know, and they they're going to respond, "Amen," and that's it. Reformation goes to every detail of the Christian uh, way of life, and then the Lord helped us to to be humble enough to ask for help, and then we met uh, brothers from from other churches, not not in Costa Rica because there was not not a, a Reformed Baptist Church in Costa Rica at that moment, but a brother from, from Puerto Rico, his name is Noble Vater, and he's been there for more than 55 years. He came to our country and he helped us. And another brother from the Dominican Republic also came and helped us to, to understand the whole process for... Uh, proper ordination of ministers and deacons, and etc. So, I'm telling you that um, you need to be humble in order to grow and to progress in your Christian life. As a person and as a church, what we need is to be humble. At the moment you think you are there and you are good enough and you are reformed enough, or biblical enough, then you stop a downgrade. You need to um, to understand, and this is something that that I try to remember to, to remind to myself every time. I'm we're we're not yet still. We're still not yet there. We we need to uh, to learn more, learn more from people more. Uh, <clears throat> who walk closer to the Lord than you. And so in that church, um, in Los Lagos, we were properly ordained. And we were four elders, the four of us working full-time in, in our regular jobs. And then we planted uh, another church in the Pacific coast of our country, in Punta Arenas. And then we helped to plant another church in, in, in the Pacific Coast as well, in, in Liberia. It is a very uh, 
you know, famous part of our country because of the nice beaches and everything in the Pacific coast. So if you go on vacations, go to Costa Rica, to that part, and you will find a, a good church to attend. Uh, and we have a church there. But then our church uh, um, experienced a growth, a special growth in the last, let's say, six years, something like that. We, we were streaming our sermons on Facebook and YouTube and everything, so people from very far distances started coming to our church. Even people uh, taking two or three buses to get to church on Sunday. And because the, the, that part, uh, the Los Lagos Heredia, it's, it's, not, it's not easy to get there. It's, it's, not in a, it's not downtown, it's not... So... <clears throat> and then we had this... Um, I particularly, particularly wanted the possibility to start a church, but in a metropolitan area, you know, where, where, where it is easy to, to get there. And then we were praying about it and praying for, for years because it, it, was, it was nice to see people coming from far, but it is not um, easy for them to get there and to be with us if, they come, if, if it is so difficult for them to come to church. So then the COVID came and then the prices went down for rent. The Lord used that, I believe, for us to, uh, to be able to start a, a meetings in, in the middle of the capital city. And that happened in last year, last year. We started uh, worship services in July 2021. And the, the way we we do things is since we were four elders, we, we took turns doing everything. So uh, one of us went to the, to the mission three months and then it, it, it's the turn to the other and so on. But when it was, uh, and, and the church, the new church was constituted in December last year. And then in January, um, it was my turn to, to pastor the church for three months, but in, in that period, the constituted church uh, made a request for me to stay as a, as a permanent pastor. And that was, in, in my heart, it was not a difficult decision because it, the Lord knows that I wanted to be there, not telling anyone, but in, it was in my heart. But it was not easy in many other ways to make the decision. So we took a time for uh, fasting and, pray and, and praying, and finally I was um, uh, set as permanent pastor to this new church. Uh, this, this church, as, as it is located in, in, the, in, the, in, a, in the center of our capital city, we can reach many people. They, 
There are thousands of people walking by every day, every night. And so uh, I ask your prayers about uh, in, in this direction because there are thousands of people going there. And then we started the, uh, a ministry of uh, street preaching since January. And every, thir every Wednesday we are there preaching the gospel in the streets and, and giving out tracts. And, and the Lord is using that uh, as a testimony. Because you see, maybe we're not yet uh, seeing any fruit, specific fruit in our church. But uh, little by little, people uh, now know there's a church there or around here because they're always there uh, sharing the gospel and giving out tracts. And that's something that uh, had been lost for many years in, in, in our city. <clears throat> how, how, how much do I have? Can you tell me, please? Five minutes? Okay, thank you. So um, we're there, and, and as a new church, we have a, a lot of challenges. We, we are supported by the, our sister church in Los Lagos because we, we don't have the, uh, what, what is needed for our expenses. But then it happened that after being ordained as a pastor there, um, I lost my job. So, and, and then I started thinking, oh, okay, I, I need to find a job as good as I had for many years that I was able to minister the word and I had time for visitation and everything. But then I stopped thinking, why is this happening at this moment? You see? Um, and then I started praying about it and a friend of us from Ecuador, uh, a pastor in Ecuador who, who knew about our situation, suggested to, to contact the Missionary Society, uh, Heart Cry Missionary Society. And so we, we started meetings with them and, and they made their investigation and so on. And thank the Lord they approved to help me um, with pastoral support since last September. So I praise the Lord for that, and so I, I, I'm able now to dedicate full-time uh, to the ministry. Pray for us. We also have a ministry to help people uh, who, was, who is struggling or maybe are caught up in, in sexual vices. And this is because of my, my past life. When I faced that moment of... Uh, anguish, not knowing how to get out of that pit. And I asked for, for counsel to my pastor. He just said, oh, uh, it is okay. Everybody is, is dealing with something. Everybody is, uh, has their sins. So he, he minimized the, because he, maybe because he didn't know how to deal with, with that kind of, of vices, or sexual vices and sins. And so the Lord allowed me to write a, a little book about, uh, and it is called The Battle for Sexual Purity. Uh, um, our Presbyterian 
brethren in Costa Rica, they helped me to publish it. And then we have a, a minister, a ministry that helps people who, who, who are struggling and want to, to, to be free from that bondage. So that's that uh, mainly, what, or, or at least most of what I wanted to tell you, I have said, and, and I ask for your prayers. And it, it is amazing, the providence, of, the providence of God, because for many years I've been friends with Drew without even meeting him in person. And now uh, I, I was praying for him, for the things that we shared, the, the, the things that he was facing years before in several churches. And, and now I'm so glad that in a way the Lord used me to, uh, to, for him to, to have the right contacts with good churches and good men of God. And so I thank the Lord for that. So keep me and keep us in your prayers. Thank you.